spirit of the living God fall afresh upon us. Thank you, Michael. That was beautiful. Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ, living out God's love, transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I have a couple announcements I want to draw your attention to that are in your orders of worship. First of all, um, the National Collection Week is still happening, Operation Christmas Child. It, it happens this afternoon, and then tomorrow that wraps it up. So, uh, big round of applause, big praise God for Carlina and, and Kathy Byrne and all the folk that just wrangle and there's, uh, there's a lot of gifts come through here and it's really exciting and beautiful to see. Also, this is Sunday right before Thanksgiving. Are you grateful for anything? Yes. Okay, just keep a couple of those things rattling around in your brain because I think um, I agree with my hero, mentor, or whatever, John Huffman, Dr. John J. Huffman. He says, for a Christian, every day should be Thanksgiving, every Sunday should be Easter. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. So let's, yeah, just be grateful. And uh, we have a guest choir director right there, Madeline, right there. Round of applause right there. Um, Cornell took a, a, he had using up vacation that he's stored up for a while and just taking a break. Hopefully he's sitting somewhere drinking an Alden Palmer. Uh, except he does, does he drink tea? I know he doesn't drink coffee. Does anybody know if he drinks tea? I don't know either. That's a random question. You never thought I'd ask that today, did you? All right, let's stand up and greet each other with the holy fist bump and just let everybody know that they're grateful to be here. I kind of don't want this to end, but let's... Uh, Take this gratitude and uh, please stand with me for this morning's call to worship. And our call to worship comes from Psalm 90. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Let's worship the King.
Jason will be teaching on the concept of king. And so we were looking through some worship songs and realized there's some awesome ones on that subject that have come out in the last five, six, seven years. And there are two that are really popular in Christian radio and in churches that we have not done here. And so uh, some of these may be new to you, but I promise you they're really catchy. Just give yourself a second and you'll blend right in. If you do know it, just sing really loud for the rest of you that don't. Uh, but the point is, we're entering into worship, right? And that, that is really a posture of heart. It's not about music. It's not about uh, what is spoken. Those are just forms of worship. But worship is a 24-hour day sort of thing. And it, and it is really where we place our minds, our focus, our hearts, our emotions. And so let's journey together. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is real. Jesus Christ, my living Lord. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory.
let me down. Sing it. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. to that good, good God that we come in a time of prayer. Psalm 32 says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Let us now go to a time of confession. Righteous God, you have crowned Jesus Christ as Lord of all. We confess that we have not bowed before him and are slow to acknowledge his rule. We give allegiance to the powers of this world and fail to be governed by justice and love. In your mercy, forgive us. Raise us to acclaim him as ruler of all that we may be loyal ambassadors, obeying the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God has rescued us from the powers of evil and claimed us for the realm of Jesus Christ, in whom we have redemption. 
Therefore, I can declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Once again, beautiful. Hmm. Our text this morning uh, comes from 1 Timothy. It's a 
letter from Paul to his young disciple, Timothy. And he's... Basically teaching Timothy what leading in a church is supposed to look like. He's teaching him all the tricks of the trade. He's teaching him the theology. He's teaching the pragmatic steps. Um, And before we even get to the text, there's a question. Are you pouring into someone? Are you teaching someone everything you know about whatever it is you know? Open up our scriptures to Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 11. But as for you, man of God... Shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God, who gives, you, who gives life to all things, And of Christ Jesus, who is his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good good confession. I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be glory, honor, and eternal dominion. Amen. Word word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, use me as a your vessel. May my words be quickly forgotten. May your words through me change us, meet us, heal us, challenge us, push us closer to your son, Jesus the Christ. And all God's people said, okay, Break this into two sections. The first section, Paul is teaching Timothy um, ground of meaning, principles of life that will encourage him in his walk. And he starts actually with talking about what he just talked about. He was talking about how the world is get, gets caught up in the love of money and stuff like that. And he starts off with, my 
my translation says shun. Other translations say flee. Flee from this. N.T. Wright sums up this whole first section with um, picture a dangerous animal that you do not like. Rhino, spiders, some of you, snakes, Indiana Jones. Uh, That's what we're supposed to do with evil. Run. Get out of there. Straightforward, right? Yes, amen. I'm a big connection. I'm a big connection guy. You know, you may know this about me. And then what does he say? Fight the good fight and cling. Fight the good fight and cling. Cling to what? And he lists those things. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Notice that he's using military language. Fight. And he says this. Now Jesus is Summoning people to fight in his army. Though this, is, this battle is not one of weapons and killing, but love, patience, and gentleness. Do you have a favorite word out of that list? Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Talk about it amongst yourselves. Turn to somebody and say, which one of those, maybe we can put that section of scripture up on the screen, maybe not. I don't know if it all comes up. It's right towards the beginning, right there. Talk to a neighbor, which one of those stands out to you? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. This is a a sound man's nightmare, (laughs) right? Round of applause for Philip real quick. He curveball left and right. Who in here said gentleness? It seemed like that was the majority. I don't know, like uh, on this side. Um, who in here said anything else and then shout it out? And, yeah. I think this is what Paul is talking about to Timothy. Conversing, talking, like clinging to, putting on a pedestal, like pushing aside all the stuff and, and putting these godly traits on the table to discuss and to, to focus on. I think it's that simple. I think it's that simple. You, you see, everyone in here knows what it, when the evil's coming, right? You know when you're in a tough spot. You know when you're going to be tempted. You know when you're You've made the wrong choice and you're at the wrong place in the wrong time. Flee. Get out of Dodge. Cling to. What do you get a picture of? I get a picture, actually, 
I was mission trip. I've mentioned it before. 1992, graduated high school, spent six weeks in the Amazon jungle in Venezuela, and they had a pet sloth. The missionaries in, in this little village had a pet sloth, and I remember that thing. And if it wanted to hold on to you, you were being held on to, <laughs> right? It was coming, and it was. It was a, it was it was slow as molasses, like everybody says in the movies and all that stuff. But it would climb on you, and I just remember it, this animal. I think they called him Chewy, which is funny because Chewbacca never mind. Uh, so he would he would hold. I get that picture as Paul is telling his young disciple Timothy. It's that simple. Just cling to it. Hold on to it. Cherish it. Nurture it, right? And then the, 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 so that's the first section. And then the second section is the end. And if you read all the commentaries, this is where all the commentaries and all the theologians, they go nuts. They get really excited about the end of this passage. They... Uh, because Paul just flexes his intellectual muscles. And um, he steps up and says, Timothy, as a follower of Jesus, you're about to be that day. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You need to focus your attention it's to get hope, it's to get direction, it's to get peace, it's to get all these things um, on that day when Jesus comes back. This theologian, uh, he's actually an early church father, Christostenum, says this, the life of the believer is directed toward future rewards, not present pleasures. For such a person rejects the love of money, stands fast in the profession of faith, refuses to be intimidated by earthly powers and places all hope, all hope in God who is incomprehensible in his majesty. Isn't that a quote? That, yeah, I want that, that tattooed somewhere probably. If I got tattoos, I'm not a tattoo guy, but... Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of the way, if you say Jesus is your Lord and Jesus is your Savior, Paul is telling you and I, keep your eyes up. And the word... First of all, um, Paul uses the word epiphany. Epiphania, actually, in the Greek. Jesus will see. It will be revealed. And then he uses the word kairos. Have you ever talked about kairos versus kairos? I know Tim did all the time. That's one of his... I like. That's one of his bread and butter 
theological, theological concepts, and I love that about them. Because chronos, the Greek have many, it's a very detailed language, like I've mentioned before. Chronos is where we get chronological. Things happen in a certain order. Kairos is, is time in a deeper sense of the meaning. It's a right on time. It's a timely response. It's, um, when I was in San Marino, I first rolled up into town and I said, I want to take a group of people to Vietnam. And I tried to wrangle everybody. Nobody wanted to go to Vietnam. Two years later, this mom came back from a trip to Thailand and said, hey, let's go to Thailand. We got 20 people <laughs> signed up for this Thailand. It was time. It was right on time. Michelle Carter walked into the room, and it was time for this group to go serve in a foreign land. Do you follow? The Kairos is coming. You hear in Paul's voice, help us on the way. Victory is on the horizon. And then, this is when I'm uh, talking about the theologian saying, man, this guy knows his stuff. Because he kind of sits back in his chair writing this thing. He says, God is King of kings and Lord of lords. What does that mean? Caesar isn't. Biden isn't. You aren't. Your boss isn't. He's going after Rome. He's going after the man. He's going after the powers that be. And he's saying, no. They're all playing king. We got one king. And he's the king of kings. And then what, what did he say? It's a double. It's just the one-two punch. He just goes, boom. Rome, boom. Greek philosophy. No, there's one eternal Anybody study philosophy? Nobody. Perfect. <laughs> I was a philosophy major for a little bit. And you, Jason, were you every major? <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a while to find my place, you know. Uh, but I was a philosophy major for a little bit, and I studied all the stuff. But Plato, if you look it up, he has these, this idea that there are forms, there are eternal beings off in a distant land and we are just forms of these eternal beings and we go in and out of this eternal like realm and Paul just does the no, that's not true there's one eternal being we live forever but we have a beginning there's only one infinite there's only one unmoved mover in philosophical terms. And that is God of Scripture. And then he ends with the, the doxology, much like I think last week, Peter. He ends with this picture of God. Unapproachable light. This beautiful, majestic and as Chrysostom said, you know, I loved how Chrysostom said it. Um, 
who is incomprehensible in his majesty. Paul ends this text with an invitation to his young disciple. Get lost in the incomprehensible majesty of our God. As you guys were singing that song right before, that's what I was thinking of. Especially like it was the women that were, and then the, the, the warm, rich voices of the men coming in. Oh. Did anybody else feel like that's, that's so beautiful? The, the, the notes of all these men and then the women come back in and they're all intermingling. You can't even dissect that. You can't, these are just snippets of how majestic and how creative our God is. That's just one little sliver of a corner of how creative and how beautiful our God is. How do you apply this? I think really simply. You apply it like it's been written to you. You're written, you apply it like Paul wrote this to you instead of Timothy. You say, if I see evil coming around the bend, what do I do? Flee. What do I do when good concepts come up? What do I do when I, we start thinking about how gentle God can make us? You cling to that. You cherish that. And then you recognize. You recognize in worship. As we roll into Thanksgiving, this is, I think, the primary application. It's good to be thankful. You agree with that? It's better to be filled with worship and awe of the God who gave us every single good thing. Would you get on the piano and just, would you pull up those lyrics of just the chorus? You are good, good, oh, Pause for a second, Danny. We're still working on it. There it is.
let's get lost in the goodness of God this week. Would you please stand with me? And we're going to sing, sing to our King of Kings and worship the King. perks of being the pastor is as we were singing you are good you are good the choir just showed off and flexed their muscles and there was some harmony coming over from over there and it just it raised this stuff into the heavens i love that thank you very much thank you madeline and thank you choir you guys are beautiful and as we continue in worship now's the time in the service where we offer back to god just a portion of what he's so richly blessed us with and we do it with joy, right? Um, so this morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
would you put your hands forward and just pray for this? Uh, as I pray for our offering. God, I just thank you for all the things you've blessed us with. I pray that you would bless these tithes, take these offerings, take these gifts, use them to your glory. And all God's people said, Please stand with me and sing the doxology. Philippians, we read what Paul wrote. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Paul, writing from a jail in Rome, encourages his friends and his partners in the gospel to not only present their prayers and supplications unto God, but also to present their thanksgiving. In spite of everything happening in our world and even in our own lives, we are still encouraged to come before God with thanksgiving. Pray with me. God of all creation, open our hearts that Christ, the King of glory, may enter and rule our lives. We praise you, great God, for you are the ruler of the universe and have sent your Son to be King of kings. We bow down before the throne of your greatness and worship you now within your temple. Accept the offering of our worship that every race and nation may enter your courts praising you with songs of thanksgiving. Creator God, you are the God of all our life. We thank you for the many moments in life where we meet you, for the delight of quiet moments and the joy of families reunited, for the taste of afternoon tea and for the abundance of a thanksgiving feast for the sounds of a bird singing in a tree and the magnificence of a choir singing in the sanctuary, for the smile of a stranger we pass on the way and the warmth of a congregation gathered in your name. Help us to see you in every part of life that we may enjoy this world around it and the ones who people it. We thank you for this church and especially this church family. May all who enter these doors know your love and saving grace. We thank you for the rich history of our nation and for the diversity of its people. We ask that you open us up to living together, sharing our oneness, and lead us to live following the words engraved on every coin. In God we trust. We pray for leaders of foreign lands, 
Help us work together for common strength, shared benefits, and a greater commitment to justice and peace. We pray for the wars and disunity found in many lands today. Establish Christ's reign of peace in every land and every heart. We ask for your hand to touch the situation in Israel and bring about peace in this warring land. Break down barriers that divide. We ask for the release of the hostages and protection of the innocent. Bring about an end to the conflict in the Ukraine, we pray. God of compassion in Christ, you cared for all who were blind or deaf, disabled or hurting. Hear the cries of all who are suffering. Hear our prayers today for all who need your love, those who are waiting for a diagnosis, facing or recovering from surgery, suffering from chronic pain or illness, and for those who care for them. We ask for your healing touch on George and Elsie Hara and others as they are recovering from COVID. Restore them to health and to this community. Eternal God, you set Jesus to rule over all things and made us servants in your kingdom. By your Spirit, empower us to love the unloved, to visit the sick, to feed the hungry, to welcome the stranger, and to minister to all in need. In your loving purpose, answer our prayers and fulfill our hopes. In all things for which we pray, give us the will to seek to bring them about. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now would you please stand for our final hymn, which is, Crown Him with Many Crowns.
of the rolling spheres. What a, what a beautiful line to just soak in and meditate on. Um, the deacons were in charge of fellowship hour right afterwards, so there's a little more. There's soup, there's food, there's all kinds of stuff. Also, um, next week is the hanging of the greens, and our worship committee has put out some of the greens, and we kind of make them look alive again before we put them up around. So if you have a spare couple moments, grab a bowl of soup afterwards, just kind of make the greens look like greens again, I guess. I think that's the goal. And I spruce spruce the greens. I like that. This is the spruce this is spruce the greens Sunday. Um before the hanging anyway. I hope everyone here has safe travels and um has a wonderful Thanksgiving. But for now, receive this morning's benediction. May God's faith shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, forevermore. May it be so. Amen.